teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Praise God. Today I just want to remind us of certain truths in the Word of God. And I'm led to start from the Epistle of Paul to the Second Corinthians in chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Amen. A scripture, I mean a verse, first of all from there, and then as God gives grace, a little more explanation before we veer off. In verse 17, the Bible says, verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 18 says, and for that reason, whilst we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, if we just pick the context or just fill in that segment from the Bible, a bit of a lengthy reading, but I won't go through it all. I'll just pick a bit of it and then skip. Verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It says, We are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Glory be to God in the highest. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Glory be to God in the highest. Then says, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body hallelujah in our physical body father we give you praise and maybe i should just read the whole thing 12 says so then death is working in us but life in you and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written i believed and therefore i spoke we also believe and therefore speak Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are yours or are for your sake. That grace, have spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Now, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Now, simply put, uh, affliction, oh yes, they are bound. Pressure, they are bound. But you see, rather than destroy, rather than crush, rather than dampen, rather than truncate, they open for us an unusual grace 
for greater exploit. And I began to think of this throughout the Bible, and I see the same pattern. That's one of the ways the Lord has been talking to me and comforting me and strengthening me. I've had all kinds of advice for which I am very, very grateful, eternally grateful. Some are so prophetic, but some sound funny. But when I saw this advice, I knew that something unusual has started. In the name of Jesus, something beyond human description. Glory be to God in the highest. And he calls any affliction at all. He says it is light. You say why? Because it can only happen in the flesh. Life itself is beyond the flesh realm. Some will die for the flesh. But a true child of God knows that even the best of this world is for a moment. There still remains a far more exceeding glory. You know, I was meditating on this for a while yesterday. So I began to flip into the Bible, looking at trying to catch it properly. See what he says. For a momentary light burden of affliction is working. Somebody say, it is working. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. He said, it is momentary. And it is a light burden. But the good thing about it is that it is working. Glory be to God in the highest. It's working out for us more and more surpassingly and eternal heavy weight of glory wise we are not contemplating the things that are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal that's why Paul will say if then you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places let your focus be on the things which are above but more than that, what I want to stress today is the fact that we are at the entrance, or we are at, not even at the precipice, we have started a new realm. In the name of Jesus, we are in a new situation. The truth is that whether we like it or not, we are in a situation. Well, I am in a situation. And of course, the people do ask questions. A lot of questions, and most of the questions probably you will never get answers to. That the word is full of ready answers of God. So when I read this, I said, wait a minute, what is God saying? Before I continue, let me give you another translation. Look at it for me in the TPT, first of all, before you go to Weymouth. I want you to see it. TPT, watch this. Okay. With you are slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. When you begin to th think in terms of eternity, a lot of things will fall into place. A lot of things will begin to take meaning. You will discover that mm -mm, there is nothing the devil can do this side of heaven that can stop you. 
No, you're here, but it's weak. I said, there is nothing. He said, we few are slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Because we do not focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. Hallelujah. But the unseen realm is eternal. So we feel a loss. But even at the loss, or at the point of a loss, the Bible says, it is gain. Glory be to God in the highest. And so I'm saying, oh my God, oh my God. And he's saying, but this is gain. This is gain. This is gain. I'm saying, but it's hearted. He said, but come on, don't you think he's just going ahead of you? He's in our future. And the truth is, even the one that is boasting, I will never die. You will die one day. And the truth is, it will be good if we begin to reckon with the future glory from now than to begin to mourn like unbelievers. Pastor, you tried. Honestly, thank God for his grace. But what else is there left for me? I will launch in like I've never launched in before. Because that's the pattern of the kingdom. All the devil wants to do is to stop something dazzling. Something of our weight of glory. And he's scared. Will you now become a tool on the side of the devil? Give me the Wayman version. Watch this. I just want you to see this. He said, Pastor, but this, is what, this is what Paul was saying. Come on, didn't you read that see? <laughs> we are perplexed. I mean, we can be this way. We are not perplexed. We can be this way. We can be cast down. But we are never abandoned. See what he says in Weymouth translation. For these our light. Everybody say this is light. In the light of eternity. This is light. This is slight. This is momentary. Come on. Is somebody hearing me? But pastor is hurting. Oh yeah. But it's momentary. It is light. The best of men that lived in the year 1930. Where are they today? I'm not talking of a child. I'm talking of men. Those that ruled the world in 1900. Where are they today? The emperors and the kings. Where are they today? The truth is that we are all marching towards a goal. It's called eternity. And if we view life from this perspective, things are different. But if we forget and think that all is here and all we end with this, number one, it's an eternal mistake. And number two, we're in error. Give me that scripture again. For these are light and transitory. Come on, say transitory. Come on, talk to me. Say it again. Glory be to God in the highest. Transitory burden of suffering. It is recognized that suffering really is achieving. Can you see that? 
what we read in the King James is that it is working. What we're going through is working. What I'm going through is working. Contrary to what the devil expects, it is working. It's about to launch a new level of exploit in the kingdom. It is working. Watch it. He said, it's achieving for us in a preponderating, yes, a vastly preponderating and eternal weight of glory. So they all give emphasis to the fact that what you are going through is preparing you for what's next. Hello, is somebody here, amen. The mistake one will make at a time like this is to allow the, the, the pressure of the moment to blind us for what he's preparing. So church, I'm saying we are in a season of unusual opportunity. And we will seize it. I say we will seize it. I say we will take it in the name of Jesus. So I thought, where is my pattern? Where is my model? Then the Lord turned me to Matthew chapter 14 from verse 13. Matthew chapter 14 in the life of Jesus. See what he says. Matthew 14 from verse 13. Hallelujah. Matthew 14 from verse 13. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. It reads, When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by a boat to a deserted place by himself. What did he hear? The context of this passage says Jesus heard that his cousin, his forerunner, John the Baptist, had just been beheaded. Is someone here with me? So when Jesus heard it, he reacted. So I said, God help me. Hallelujah. Uh, John beheaded. But what did Jesus do? He deserted to a lonely place. So that tells you that his humanity felt it. Hello. And what does that say? That just tells that he mourned John. But how did he mourn John? The Bible says we do not mourn like unbelievers. We thank God for his spirit. We thank God for his enablement. So what did Jesus do? When he heard, he departed to a deserted place. But watch what, what follows. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the city. One person said he went to a deserted place by boat. But these people heard that he had gone somewhere. They followed him. But hey, excuse me. Jesus needs some privacy. Jesus would like to mourn. Would like to be able to process this thing in a way that he would bring a closure. But rather than that, the people followed him. And Jesus saw the people. He saw a great multitude. 
So what am I saying? From heavenly perspective, what you are going through is slight. The priority of heaven is different. God understands that you are mourning. But then, there's something, there's work to do. There's work to do. Oh. It was evil eyes of evil men that created a problem. Yes, and so, there's work to do. They killed him. Look at the wicked act of Herod. Herod trying to sleep with his brother's wife. And John said, no, it's not proper. Thank God for a minister like John that could lift up his voice against evil. John wasn't playing to the good records of the powers that be. Uh, uh, a lot of times, uh, uh, some of our sermons are such that, you know. And because of that, what did he get? He was beheaded. And the closest person to him on earth was Jesus. And people ran to him, have you heard? Just like, have you heard? Have you heard? Pastor Tyros. Pastor. Have you heard? Pastor Namji. Have you heard? From heavenly perspective, is a slight shift. And if you think that, oh no, he's crushed, they are crushed, you made a mistake. It is working out something. something eternal. Something much more weighty. The truth is, your faith can only stand on knowledge. I'm speaking to the founder of life church this morning. The Bible said when he saw the crowd, I thought he was going there to rest. I thought he was going there uh, for a quiet time. It was grim, yes. It was sad, yes. But he saw the crowd. Can I be frank with you? Your sadness, your mourning, I mean your suffering can never drown the ministry of the Holy Ghost. It cannot. It cannot. It cannot. If it be that we carry this priest inside of us. The Bible says when he saw them, he was moved. I like the language of the Bible. He was moved. When he heard, he was moved. When he saw them, he was greatly moved. He was moved by compassion. It was moved by a force that cannot be resisted. The Bible said he had compassion on them. He began to teach them. Glory be to God. But something just happened. But he began to teach them. He taught them until evening. How do you know? Can't you see that the devil will never have the last laugh over your life? Every time you're afflicted, it's another open window for greater exploit, destroying the works of the devil. If anything is going to change about us, they're going to see us with more fire. Oh yeah, more daring. Unusual boldness. Reaching out in the name of the Father and the Son and 
filled of the spirit. The Bible says he taught them until it was evening. And when it was evening, the, the disciples looked into and they saw the huge crowd and they started to wonder. They started to get worried that it was a desert place. It was night season and nowhere to get any food. And they had been there all morning. Guess what? They went to the master. Who was the, oh, you should be the chief mourner. They said, sir, I think it's time to close down this meeting. He said, why? He said, they are hungry. He said, yes. And it is night. Yes. And this place is a desert. Oh, I see. I think I forgot. Because so many people in a desert. So many in a desert. I forgot. Guess what Jesus said? He said, you give them. Don't you neighbor? See if there's a time to give. The gospel to the dying world. It is now. Talk to another person and say, did you hear that? If there's a time to reach out with the power of the gospel, it is now. Don't keep put yourself in the place where the world will say, ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. When they say sorry, begin to let them understand that, yes, thank you very much. It, it hurts, actually. But you see, this is what God is doing in the now. Some will come to me, and some will say some good things, or some seemingly good things in a bad way. And some will say very good things. But people will tell me, do you know what? It's a new beginning. I say, yeah, I know. Thank you for saying that. Why? Because the next step will be bigger than the last one. Oh yes. The, next, the glory of the next level will be bigger than the last one. Because the path of the righteous has a shining light. And it can only shine brighter. My Bible doesn't tell me it's going to dim. The only way you can think of it dimming is when you have given up and you have signed off God. As long as you know that he lives. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't die. He can only get better, stronger. Come on. I'm more far reaching. I'm talking to the founder of Life Church. He said to them, he said, give them something. Wow. But Jesus was to be mourning. Somebody said, isn't it amazing that he didn't resent them? He didn't say, why wouldn't he even let me have some few minutes to myself? No. He knew that every time the devil reaches out to strike is because God has opened a new door. And the things that happened that followed up, amazing. They looked at themselves and some of them were saying, this is strange. We should give them. Even after explaining to him, God won't demand where he has not deposited. Watch your lives from this moment on. If you understand what the Spirit is saying, watch your lives from this moment on. You will find out from exploits that will amaze you yourself. God will wrote certain exploits that you yourself say, no, no, no. Is this real? But you see, the truth is, Jesus knew what he was doing. This story is captured in all the Gospels, so that means that it's opposite high significance. In one of the gospels, he said, I think it was Nathaniel that came. 
And he said, a little boy's food is what I could find. And so they presented it to Jesus. Is somebody here with me? Somebody is saying, so what is different that, I mean, what are we going to do differently from what we've always done? Because you, you will discover certain resources that you've not always discovered. Nathaniel came to him and said, well, this is it. Why would he do that? Multitudes, 5,000 men. And from the way theologies have always explained it, children and women, even if it's one, one, it will be 15,000 or 20,000, let's even assume 15,000. A little boy's food. But wait a minute. Then the disciples know that they themselves will need to eat. Then they know. How come they didn't have any food? But think about it. At the well of Samaria, the same thing happened. They got to the well, then they described the, I mean, not that they discovered. They got to the well without food. So they went into the town to look for food. And here they were again, and there was no food. Because the Bible didn't say disciples brought out some biscuits. No, it was the little boy that brought something for himself. Probably got fascinated by the person of Jesus. Otherwise, he would have eaten his food too. But amazingly, he was holding it. And when they were looking for what to do to obey, you feed them. Don't you remember again say, come on, it's time to feed them. Say it like you mean it. Say it, come on, come on. <laughs> but that would will, will demand your availability. To demand your submission to what God is trying to do. To demand your focus. Hallelujah. So the boy surrendered his food. Glory be to God. And he brought the food. He gave it to him. Then he brought it to Jesus. And Jesus said, let them sit down in groups of 12. Really? One commentator said, what was wrong with Jesus holding the biscuit or the bread? I said, just come and take out of this. Come and let him file up. Just come in the fire. Yes, yes, yes. No, he didn't do that. He gave it to the disciples. He was proving to them that even in this grim time situation, in this sad moment, in this seemingly impossible and truncating period, God will do it through your hands. He didn't have to involve them. But he did. You know what that is telling me? God will use everyone and anyone that is willing. See, the truth is, the times are interesting. People ask questions. I too sometimes, I'm like, God help me. I was sitting down there and people were coming. Thank God. I give God the glory for what he's doing. I'm amazed at the mercies and the goodness of God. Help me turn to somebody again. Say, through your hands. He gave thanks. He broke it. He put it in their hands one by one. He said, you go give them. This move of power, this move of unusual glory, 
will not exclude anyone except those who don't want to belong. God is about to move in his power. So I'm saying, church, are you ready? If you're ready, shout amen. I can't hear your amen. Come on, I say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Every disciple was involved, including Judas. Even from the hand of Judas. Bread, get it multiplied. Including Judas. And everybody sat down in groups of 12. You know what somebody said? He said, ah, was it not to assuage their hunger? Why must they sit down? No, 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 no. He was going to, he was going to give solution to the hungry situation, but he was going to give them a banquet. <laughs> they sat down comfortably. Remember when he said, I mean, the parable he gave, he said a rich man was giving a banquet and invited people, and the people invited, most of them didn't come. He said, go to the highways and the byways and invite them to come and tell them, come and sit down. They're my special guests. God likes banquets. He likes feasts. Look at it. It was a dire situation. It turned into a feast. This is turned to a feast for you. I say in the name of, it's a feast for us. In the name of Jesus. So they sat down and they were served and they ate and they were well fed. The Bible said when they were all fed, there were 12 baskets remaining. Because Jesus said to them, he said, gather up the remnant. Somebody said, said, when God begins to accumulate it on you, say, remember, it is divine resources. You are now the blessed of the Lord. But remember, with every blessed of the Lord is a blessing for humanity. The blessing of the righteous will lift up a city. So when you begin to have excess it is ministry time. So what do you mean ministry time? Because that excess is not just for you to waste. Let nothing be wasted. Gather them together. Hallelujah. Divinely, you will multiply resources in your hands. Divinely, you will multiply grace on your life. But when you see the grace multiplying, remember that it is to reach out to those who are struggling. Who are in their need. This is an unusual time for us. Somebody shout, Glory be to God in the highest. Don't let anything be wasted. It's not just, it's not just, it's not just, it's not just be wasted on unnecessary opulence. No. So by the time I buy my 2040 car, when people are dying of hunger, can't you see that God is just lifting up a treasurer in the kingdom? Can't you see that the covenant is such that you will not just have enough for your need? All that pertains to life and godliness has been made available. Can't you see that when that begins to happen, there will be extra in your hand? Can't you see that when they begin to become extra, it is because some people need to be touched by him. Will you be the Eliakim Vatai? I'm saying it's another level. Those who think, eh, eh, think what? Let me remind you quickly. 
It was Stephen that was killed. It was trouble for the kingdom of the devil. It was James that was beheaded. It was unusual trouble for the kingdom of the devil. It was Jesus that was killed. But had they known? Every time the devil shakes out his, hand, his hands, God opens doors of power, of grace, of abundance, of beauty, of honor, of glory. So don't be like unbelievers that will be blinded by the lies of the devil. Just put your hand to the plow. This is the time. There will be surplus. In the name of Jesus. There will be extra. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Oh, take it into the Old Testament. Oh my goodness. Every time they afflict them, the whole kingdom runs into trouble. Every time. But remember that we're just trailing Jesus' reaction when he heard. The Bible said when he got through with this, guess what? He sent the multitude away, having taught them from the morning till evening. And don't forget too, that it was because of what he heard. That was why he went to that place. He was running away from them just to find some, some time to reflect on what had just happened. But they followed him. Ministry won't leave you alone after the fire. Will you turn them back? Wasn't that the advice of disciples or the apostles? Turn them away. Let them go. No. But why did they follow Jesus? Where the carcass is. The we gather. So he sent them away after they were well fed, the bread of life, and of course the, the hunger had been assuaged. He sent them away. He now told his disciples, he got them into a boat. He said, Please cross over to the other side. But this time around, guess what? He went up the mountain. But Pastor, what are you saying? Come on, you, you come on, decide for me. Can't you see priority in this story? He just heard. He was going away. Ministry back on. He gave attention to ministry. Then he now said, I'm going up the mountain to go pray. Now, disciples, you go. But you see what he did? He ministered to the people. He will now specially minister to the disciples. Because moments like these, as long as we are living, we cannot but encounter them along the way. So they got into the boat and he released them. Then he walked up alone to go and pray. But his eyes were with them. The Bible says it was when they got into the mist that the storm arose. Wow. Now, having heard what happened to John the Baptist, what do you think was going through the minds of disciples? And Jesus was not there. Before then, he had been in the boat with them and they had woken him up. But this time around, he wasn't there in the physical. But he was there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
And suddenly, when they were tossed and pushed and torn, I mean, left and right, they thought, well, he came down because he was seeing them. He came down walking on the sea. And when they saw him, they feared them more. But he, designing their hearts, said, Look, do not be afraid. It is I. And that was when Peter said, If it's you, command me, bid me to come. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the sequence of events. If what happened hadn't happened, if they didn't go to, if Jesus didn't go to a desert place, if the situation with the crowd didn't happen, and Jesus now happened to the crowd, send them going, Peter will never have fought on the sea. Somebody's about to start walking on the sea. What the devil intended for evil? Hey, God is taking the glory. Isn't that what is happening? Peter said, command me to come. What I'm saying is that, see, 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 see where I talk came from. He said, come. Peter came out and walked. Glory be to God. Then the Bible says, when he now saw how boisterous the waves were, he began to sing. Oh. So there's something to watch out for in this moment. Watch what you see. Watch what you look. As long as we're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Did you hear me? The author and the finisher. Did you hear me? The author and the finisher. Not the circumstance, not man, not devils. I mean Jesus, the author and the finisher. No wonder compassion well up. I mean, well up inside of him in spite of the morning period. Why? Because ooh, we separate us from the love of Christ. Not even tribulation. So when now saw. But I thought that why look, why did you get work in the first place? Because all my focus was on Jesus. And my dialogue was with Jesus. He gave the instruction and I followed. Hallelujah. Until I now realize that I'm doing the impossible. I said you will do the impossible. Get ready for unusual exploits. Had they known they wouldn't have crucified the king. Of glory. Why? He's working for us an unusual greatness of eternal weight of glory. Look at these different translations. He said, You cannot even imagine where you are standing today, not with your mind. And that's why, by faith, we just have to launch out and make the devil weep more. And the Bible said, At that time, he cried out. He reached out his hand and picked him up. And together they walked back into the boat. Hallelujah. And so, so they started without Jesus in the physical, but they ended with Jesus in the physical. And when they got there, the Bible said, guess what happened? When they got there, watch this. The Bible said, people, before then in the boat, they said, oh, we're in the boat for the first time, publicly, unhindered, acknowledging him as the Messiah the Lord, and the worship him. No matter how clumsy or terrible your situation may be, he will take the glory. Yes, 
I say he will take the glory. Mark Asata. That's one thing he will not share with man. When I read that scripture again, he doesn't just say, man. he said, with anyone, no power, no principality, no demon, no wizard, no witch, no man will share that glory. He will take the glory. And I show myself all the time and say, all the glory so no matter what may come your way it's your perspectives that will determine where you land it's a light affliction guess what when they got to the other side the bible said they gathered oh my goodness multitude was waiting he dispersed the multitude multitude gathered again hey where the carcass is the eagles we gather and when they gathered it was so much crowd that no 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 all i want just to touch the of garment, and they were shoving and pushing, and as they were touching, and uh, some that wouldn't touch, some would touch those who touch, and they were getting healed, they were getting delivered. I said, Get ready for an unusual moment. It's another level. The devil made a mistake, he always comes too late. He's made an irredeemable mistake. He was If I had known, I shouldn't have done this because there is fire in the camp of the wicked. We are putting fire. We are dismantling. We are taking territories. In the name of Jesus. Those who waited for you to fall and die. After what happened. They are wondering again. What next can we do? Okay. <laughs> wow. How else can we stop them? No, no, no. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. And you will forever be making mistakes. As far as the kingdom is concerned. So what happened? When, when Jesus heard. He fed the multitude. He, I mean, he utilized all the people that were available. And one big lesson I've learned is this. Whatever you have, use it. It's no time for any excuse. Whatever you have, use it. I don't have. What do you mean you don't have? What do you mean you don't have? For the boy that was not intimidated by the size of his meal. Possibly somebody has something bigger there, but they were too intimidated to even bring it out. We're talking 5,000, and the boy was stretching out his little meal. But then I have been reminded over and over again what's in your hand? Come on, Moses. What's in your hand? God will never make a demand where he has not done something. If God is telling you to go, move. And I know he's telling us today, it's time to move. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you honor. The church is marching on. The church 
the gates of hell not prevail is my for we are marching on the church the church The gates of hell shall not the church. So no matter where you are, no matter what you may have, heavenly perspective, it makes it light. It makes it worth it. It brings down the glory of God. And he will always take the glory in the name of Jesus. Nothing the devil can throw at you can stop you. He's working for you an eternal weight of glory. More than you can ever dream or imagine. So what does that mean? Shapens your thought. What does that mean? Gives you an opportunity to stand and walk by faith. What does that mean? Gives you an opportunity to bring down greater glory. Gives you an opportunity to wreak havoc in the camp of the devil. We give him praise. We give him honor. We give him adoration. Come on, worship him. 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 I mean, give him worship, give him adoration, thank him and honor him. He deserves all the glory, he deserves all the honor. Hallelujah. somebody who all know him and worship him hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah for the lord god almighty
tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.